Hi there, I'm Colin Green. You're listening to Spike Pit, but this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive-by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then this is not the episode for you. Remember, this is a drive-by. I feel like uh, a bunch of listeners, fellow gamers, will be well familiar with the perennial problem of too many games, not enough time. And this at the moment is really biting me on the arse in terms of Adventures in Middle-earth. Getting all juiced up to play it. Um, and this is this is the second time it's happened to me. I just can't get it to my group. We're immersed in the play in Chult and the jungle. And I don't want to abandon that campaign to just sort of launch into something else. And I can't start off another campaign because I've only sort of really got this this one slot to run a game. And then I was thinking, well, hold on. Why is this necessarily the problem that I'm perhaps thinking it is? If you'd have listened to my recent um, episode on There and Back Again, you will hear some snippets of my group in play. You'll know that they're big fans of Middle-earth as am I. I've talked about The Hobbit as being probably the largest single influence in my early years leading to my immersion that I've got in the hobby today, really. So, if I put Middle-earth itself to one side, a lot of what attracts me to adventures in Middle-earth is the fact that it takes D&D 5, changes it up, and makes it a lot more like my own kind of homebrew, as-played version of D&D 5. Now, that, it's not that I've got a load of house rules or nothing. I really mostly play rules as written. It's just there's things that we don't sort of do much of that maybe other groups do. Like I'm not massively immersed in the realms. Stuff is not super magical. Don't give out loads of magic items out of the book. And I just tend to make stuff up. And, and similar with monsters. Uh, I have a, a kind of a palette of monsters that I mess about with reskin and I don't find myself delving into the monster manual half as much as I'd probably like to or in in fact do so if you're paying attention maybe you're going to guess what I'm going to say and that is I'm in Chult we're exploring we're off 
we're off the book already why don't I just take some of the ideas presented in Adventures in Middle Earth and introduce them into my fifth edition game now this isn't the first time I've thought about it but I kind of got distracted and, and, and like we do went away got on with some other stuff and then when I come back to my campaign I'd sort of I'd lost sight of some of the ideas that I liked and the one that really stands out to me as a, as a good candidate for this is the journey rules the way I've been running explorations in Chol is a kind of fairly fairly kind of traditional hex crawling type of method with um, checks for random encounters I'm doing those three times a day uh, and it's taken from Tomb of Annihilation they've, they've sort of put their 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 hex crawling ideas into that book where it, it, it doesn't it doesn't go into it a lot in the core books but they've expanded that a little bit in Tomb of Annihilation I've worked in some weather rules so every day overland travel you're marking progress on a map you're rolling encounters depending on the terrain you're in you've got a, a double page spread of random encounters and I just sort of chuck other stuff in there from other products DMs guild stuff and what have you and we've been playing like that now I'm nearly 40 sessions in and we've had a mix of exploration we've we've had some adventure sites that the heroes have engaged with and we've done quite a lot of sessions in and around Port Nyanzaru what I'd like to do is like to see some wider and further exploration and it occurs to me that, that the players could make some longer journeys a bit more epic but I don't want to play it out in the day-to-day -day scale and lifting out the the journey mechanism from Adventures in Middle Earth, arguably perhaps from One Ring, I, um, I can see that working out. What I'd need to do perhaps, I could use the generic journey tables. I feel like I could lift out some of the skills from the character like the Wanderer who makes an appearance and is particularly useful in um, adventures in middle earth for, for this journey stuff and, and introduce them into the the 5e game and i feel that as the characters level up to their next level they're going into the next tier of play for dnd 5 and it might be a good time to to throw in a few of these skills and, and justifiably so they've done quite a lot of exploring so they, they could could have the option of, of picking up some of these skills as, as a, a, uh, a way to sh show that they've learned a thing or two. And then should they want to roll up new characters or need to roll up new characters somewhere in the future, we can, we can look at working in some of the other ideas from uh, Adventures in Middle Earth. There is a whole bunch of stuff in there that I really like and that fits well with my style of play the terrain that you find the, the, the little rules I talked about this once in, on Purple Worm when we were talking about combat 
really like that it's just simple little rules that you can drop in to spice up an encounter and kind of chew on the scenery a little bit more which is something I always liked about Tolkien the way he, he, he paints he paints these pictures in your mind um, some people hate it they think he just like bangs on about walking around but for me that's great going up the river exploring the jungle perfect chance to do some of this uh, the the other thing is the in the Lawmaster's guide you get the tables for they've like broken down monster abilities and they're, they're almost like you have tags in some games in 5th edition you get these abilities and they're, they're like it's like a almost like a keyword in bold like multi-attack as soon as you see that you, you know what it means and you and you can more or less take that up and, and stick it on any monster you like so something that I've done recently like there were some ghouls I stuck multi-attack on the ghouls because as written in the monster manual they've got a bite and they've got claws but they, they haven't got multi-attack so they're not doing both but I wanted them to be a bit different a bit nastier so I um, I, I let them have multi-attack. Nasty shot for the players. Oh dear. Can you hear me snuffling and rustling for a handkerchief? I don't think so. I'm pretty excited about it. It also helps me when I do get round to actually introducing more adventures in Middle-earth and going full, full blown with that. But we've already got a little bit of familiarity with some of the ideas. Maybe I'll, I'll investigate bringing in audiences. Uh, not quite sure how that'll fit so much in, in, uh, in my campaign as we're going. And I'm not suggesting that this is some um, super duper 5 e hack that will work for everyone. I, and I know, you know, in 5th edition there's a lot of spells that enable fast travel and things like that. And straight away, is gonna like mangle your journey rules, but for our group, we're not in, we, we're not involved with that. It, it doesn't seem like folk are too interested in teleporting from place to place. Even in Tomb of Annihilation, the um, the adventure was is supposed to have begun with the, the characters teleporting to this location from the Sword Coast. Uh, some sort of um, caster afflicted with the death curse wanted them there and so they like transporting teleporting and I, I binned off all that I binned off the de death curse as regular listeners will know uh, binned off the, all this teleportation because it doesn't really exist in my game another reason for binning off the death curse is uh, not a massive fan of um reincarnation it's never never been a part of my game so all, all of this stuff is, is just a long winded way of saying well if you can take 5e and put it in middle earth why can't I take some of those middle earth type ideas and transport them back into D&D &D? because the common link there is the 5th edition and the 5th edition core rules so I'll let you know how I get on anyway. Whilst I'm on, I just wanted to say, for anybody who's called in, I, I have got another Into the Pit 
episode that I'm working on. Hopefully I'll get it out before the end of the week. Circumstances have changed a little bit. The martial arts session that was my uh, opportunity to sit outside and, and record a bit has fallen by the wayside going into second lockdown. So uh, finding a chance to record has, has been a little bit tricky. Hence, I'm recording in the van between jobs. Thank you for listening to this Spike Pit drive-by episode. If you've enjoyed the show, consider spreading the word via social media. Take care. Catch you later.